FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kibjabaz, the program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Actually voted yesterday. Oh, congratulations. So you, okay, this is interesting. So tell us about your voting experience because you actually had, to, well, everywhere you go, there's some form of controversy, <laughs> but you actually had something happen to you that you ended up calling the Secretary of State's office about. Yes. Um, I went to vote over at the city county building, so I was downtown, like, hey, the first day of early vote, let's just go get it done and get out the way. You so, and your wife <clears> vote <throat> together or you vote separate? Usually we vote absentee because we have no idea where we're going to be on yeah. election day. Uh, I just happened to be downtown yesterday, so like, you know what? Let's go ahead and get it done and out the way. Otherwise, we just do it by mail and right. get, get it done. Um, so normally when you vote at the city-county building, uh, they have the clerk's office set up for early voting. And so you come in on the Delaware side, mm -hmm. which is uh, the west side of the building. But the west side of the building was closed. I'm like, well, that's odd. So I had to go to the front. Now, when you go to the front, you have to go through building security, go through the metal detectors. I looked at my media badge, so I don't have to. I was like, that's kind of weird, because I didn't think... So I, so I uh, was in voter registration talking to a few people. Like, yeah, they closed down the Delaware side of the street. Like, okay, well, let's go find out what's going on, because I didn't think you could do that. Because to make somebody go through a metal detector, you know, it could be sort of, at a, sort of a voting rights sort of infringement. Oh, yeah, I see there, yeah. Because a, a lot of places, there are no metal detectors. Right. Just come on in, or... And even, when even, if, even last year... Uh, when there were metal detectors in the city county building, all you did was just go around, just yeah. coming through the through the Delaware side of the street, and back forth. So I so I sent an email to the Secretary of State's office, voter registration, and the Marion County uh, Election Board, and they all came back with the same thing, basically saying there's no law or statute that says you can't you, you don't have to go through security to go vote. As long as everybody goes through the same security, yeah, is that the thing? Yeah, and the, and, and the other thing too was. Uh, which I which thought was an interesting point. They said if somebody doesn't want to go to security, they can still vote at one of the other early voting centers between now and the end of... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that seems fair. I'm rarely on the government side, but that seems seems reasonable. Yeah, but it was it was, it was, it was an odd question. Like, you know what? I may as well just ask it now. I yeah. don't think there's anything sinister going on. Sure. Let me just ask just to make sure. So that way if somebody else has a question or issue, now we know what it is. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Well, you're a real public servant. <laughs> All right. Uh, One way to look at it. Yeah, here's something. <laughs> hey, all right. So let's talk about a couple of debates that took place, and then there'll be one coming up on Sunday evening. All right, let's start with the Secretary of State debate. It took place, what was that on? Was that Tuesday night that that took place? Uh, Tuesday night at WFYI. Okay. Uh, the big deal with that, obviously, was Diego Morales did not show up to the debate. Jeff Moore, the Libertarian, Destiny Wells, the Democrat, were there. Let's start with that. I think Diego make a, made a huge mistake not not showing up to that. What say you? Um, I think so, too, because with so many undecided voters, undecided uh, independents, Republicans, and just undecided voters overall, you would think that if you're an undecided voter, you're probably going to watch that debate to sort of measure up, okay, who, should I, who do I think I should I should vote for. Right. And so there's Destiny there, there's Jeff there, but there's no Diego Morales, who's a Republican candidate. Uh, to me, it was a missed opportunity, a majorly missed opportunity, because the, the thousands of people who watch that across the state of Indiana uh, is a lot more than the 100 or so people who are at the Warwick County Republican Lincoln Day dinner that you were at. Well, and also, you okay, so let's talk about this, because we were, we were sitting there, my, my wife and I and my dad, and uh, I said, 
you realize we're like one of nine people in the state watching this debate right now. You make it a much bigger story not being there because let's face it, yes, there were, there are probably tens of thousands of people in a state of seven million plus people who are watching the the debate, but you make that the story rather than if you just go in and you're quasi-competent and you don't have a Murdoch moment, then there is no story. But the story now that was the statewide story is you didn't show up to the debate. Exactly. Exactly. Because by, by not being there, you made it a story. Now, my, my educated guest, and I've been thinking about this for, for, for a couple of weeks now. I'm like, okay, what is the Diego Morales strategy to win this thing? And my thing is, what, the, what he's counting on is to turn out the Republican vote, the Republican vote and get them to vote for him. That's what his strategy is. And, and it's not necessarily in, in central Indiana. It's more northern, more right. eastern, southern, you name it. I don't think, though, there are enough Republicans in those rural areas to make that happen. Because there is something to be said for the idea that you have so little respect for the public at large. I mean, it's not like it wasn't like that the, the, he was challenged to a series of Lincoln Douglas style debates, right? Like, we're going to have this one thing, it's going to be on TV. So, everybody gets a whole bunch of free media exposure out of it. And it's one hour. And Laura Wilson was the moderator. Well, she's on this radio station all the time. It's not like everybody's going to accuse her of being, you know, a leftist, you know, and lunatic see, plant. And, and the thing is, here's how uh, those debates, the League of Women Voters, Indiana Debate Commission, they don't pick the, they pick the question, but the questions are submitted by the audience. Right. And they go through painstakingly to make sure the questions are fairly done. I've done this before, back in 2018 with, with the U.S. Senate debate. Right. Those are all questions. They were, they were not picked by me. Well, I take it back. I, mean, I, I threw in one question for my, on my own. Of course but you did. I threw, I threw one on my own because somebody had said something. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't get away with it. You don't right. get away with that. That's not necessarily right. So... But otherwise, the, the, the moderators just basically play traffic up. Just keep the traffic going. Sure. And I thought Laura Wilson's her last name, right, did, yeah. did a very nice job. Like I said, she's been on Hammer and Nigel before. I think you've had her on before. She's very— We teach together. Well, that's my point. It's it's not like you had, you know, Kip 2 up there moderating <laughs> the debate. It's, you know, it's a—and it, I thought she did a very fine job. And there's something weird. So let me ask you this. Is your theory— that he's done his own internal polling that shows him, well, it's close, but you're still probably going to win as long as nothing catastrophic happens. I mean, why wouldn't you want state free free advertising, basically, which is what a debate is, to a statewide audience? I mean, you're paying tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to advertise your name to people. Why wouldn't you want the free publicity? My theory is that they've probably done some polling and said we could probably win this, but we need every Republican vote in the entire state of Indiana. So we're just going to go, just talk to Republicans, and that's going to that's gonna do it. I don't. I disagree with that. I think Destiny has a good shot at winning after uh, this week's debate. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, because there's two areas. That, well, I guess there's really three things he, he being Diego, has got to worry about. One is a group of people who will just leave it blank. I talked to a somewhat prominent Republican elected person who I will not name who said they left it blank. Then you've got to worry about there are a bunch of your people that you hang out with, those establishment <laughs> types who uh, probably on social issues, whatever, agree with Destiny Wells and would vote for her. And then there's a bunch of people who listen to this radio station who say, yeah, that guy's a goof and a coward, and they're going to vote for more of the libertarian. So he's really got three areas he's got to kind of worry about in terms of people not pulling the lever for Diego Morales. Exactly. The people won't vote for you. We'll vote for Destiny or vote for Jeff Moore, and that's it. Because because once again, you didn't show up. This is probably your last big chance 
to show up and get a statewide audience. So why would it kill you to not to not do it? Yeah, and it's we talked about this before. It's so hard to screw up a Secretary of State debate because unlike governor, and you know this, you've covered politics for almost 20 years in this state, the governor's debate is hard because you could get hit with anything, right? I mean, you never know, and you got to be prepared, and sometimes you just got to wing it. The Secretary of State, there's only four yep. four things, now there's more than four things, but four areas that you oversee. You should be able to fake your way in an hour-long debate in which three people are each getting a minute to answer each question. So the most amount of questions you're probably going to get is like 15 questions on four areas. You should be able to fake your way through it. If you can't fake an hour in that, you got some problems. Uh, Let me ask you this. When he goes to these Lincoln Day dinners, does anyone raise their hand and, like, ask him about the blatantly— Let's just take the allegations that you printed in the cheat sheet and over at Indy Politics— from the women with the alleged sexual assaults. Let's take that out of the equation. There's things we absolutely know. We know his work history in the Secretary of State's office is atrocious. We know there are huge questions about his military record. We know there's huge questions about, like, what does this guy do for a job? We know he spent 40, almost $44,000 on a campaign vehicle. I mean, there's just there's a never-ending cavalcade of questions. When he goes to these Lincoln Days, do people just applaud like seals, or does somebody actually go, dude? What's the deal with you? One of the things that Diego does, because uh, I found this out when he spoke up in uh, in Clinton County at the Lincoln Day, he tells them, don't believe the hype. The Democrats are coming up to me with everything. It's all lies. It's not true. We're going to win this thing. They're not going to break my spirit. <laughs> well, what? As God is my witness, I'll never go hungry again. What about me? Am I a dem- part of the Democrats coming after him? I don't think anybody's going to accuse me of being a Democrat. But that's that's the line that that's the line that he uses. And do people buy it, or do people just be like, "Yeah, okay, great, thank you"? I would say I would say probably about two thirds of the audience because they're like the true party, yeah, faithful, faithful will buy it. Then another third are like, "I'm not buying this." And he's got to get them all. That's the problem, right? I mean, he's basically he's got to get every Republican because I don't see many look. And this pains me to say, but I see this in the U.S. Senate race. There will be a bunch of moderate or middle-right Republicans who will ultimately vote for Todd Young at the end of the day. And I think he will. I think he'll win, and I think he'll probably still win somewhat easily. But because the the U.S. Senate, like it's the thing where the U.S. Senate hangs in the balance, and we don't want Biden to be in charge anymore. Whatever is the justification for voting for Todd Young, but I don't see that with Diego because society doesn't hang in the balance based on the Secretary of State race. I think there's a lot of moderate middle people who are like, no, we're not voting for this guy, and they'll either vote for Jeff or Destiny or leave it blank. And that's what, that's what I think a lot of those moderate independent voters are going, uh, are going to do. Uh, my other issue uh, with Diego uh, has also been that he won't talk to the media. Yes. And you don't talk to me because we're, our, our, we're, our, <laughs> our relationship is whatever it's going to be. Uh, but he said, but he said, didn't pitch the debate. Like, I talked to the media, to the, to the, to the, to the radio, television, newspaper, of course, when I was at the debate, all my brother brothers and me were like, when did he talk to us? Like, did he ever talk to you? Like, no, did he ever talk to you? No. So, once again, it, w- it was a missed opportunity. It was an easy, easy double yeah. that you could have hit. Just just don't screw up, and you're, and you're done. Let's, uh, let's real quick talk about uh, the debate itself. I thought 
two things that were interesting to me. Number one, Destiny Wells said numerous times it seemed like Republicans are doing a great job with elections in this state. Did I imagine that? Where she kept saying, it's working fine. Well, it kind of seemed like she was endorsing the Republicans. Well, working with the current one, let's put it that way. Uh, but I mean, but I mean, So that was odd. She didn't really come out and say, as Secretary of State, I'm going to change this, 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 and this, which also is another thing where if you're Diego, wouldn't you have shown up and said, okay, I guess we're doing a great job. I'll just keep doing as we're as we're doing. Yes. The other thing, too, to keep in mind is when Destiny got up and uh, did her thing, and, and so also Jeff did, too. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good debate. I thought it was a, a spirited debate. I thought people would disagree with each other without being disagreeable. Yeah. So all the crap that you would normally see, well, you know, you're the you're the half breed of hermaphrodite squaw, Alexander Hamilton, that sort of thing, <laughs> just, just didn't happen uh, th- this go around, which I actually thought was pretty good. Now, uh, Jeff on the on the auditing every county. I'm not quite sure about that because I think it would take forever. Be some logistical issues, but at least Jeff had ideas. And they debated those. They, de- they debated those ideas. So I thought it was actually a good, good debate. And you could probably vote for either one of them and, be, and feel perfectly fine. There are two. The, Jeff, I, I've said this, and I'll see if you agree with this because you've covered politics longer than I have, so you have a better base. I think Jeff Moore, at least on paper and in presentation, is probably the best statewide candidate libertarians have ever had. Yes. I mean, I, I think apart he, from Mark Rutherford. <laughs> But I, I think that given okay, let me say given the current climate, yes. because let's face it, Mark has done a great job of being a guy who I believe on more than one occasion has run and been a at least he was Secretary of State, et cetera, being the guy to ensure libertarians stay yeah. on the ballot. I think you look at Jeff Moore, and if you're the average person, you look at him and go, I could see myself voting for him. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's. Real quick, get to this fundraiser that Pence did. We're recording this on Thursday. So yesterday, he did a fundraiser with Diego in Carmel. Were you surprised, given all the stuff that's come out about Diego, some of it easily provable, some of it not provable, some of it he said, she said. Are you surprised Pence went through with the fundraiser? Yes and no. Uh, yes, I'm surprised. Knowing how squirrely Mike can be about that sort of thing, I was surprised that he went through and did it. But I can also hear somebody convinced, like, Mike, you got to do this. If we don't do this, we won't be able to raise the money. We'll lose the seat. The Democrats are coming after him with X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. So I could see Penn sort of, Penn sort of doing this for, for, quote, unquote, the greater good. Oh. Now, was it well attended? Were there lots of people there? Did he raise that, a bajillion dollars? It seemed like I only saw one one picture of the, like, event itself. I saw some people who were either part of the campaign or Diego super supporters with their picture with Pence. But I didn't see, like, a whole bunch of pictures so i didn't know you know that not that that means anything. I'm, I'm, doing some, I'm doing some checking today so hopefully we can uh, have this conversation maybe next week and sort of fill up fill in the blanks to find out exactly how uh, diego did because if you know i mean look, look money talks right and if he raised let's say a hundred thousand dollars that day then that's going to really help him you know in terms of running ads or whatever and as you said reaching people outside of central Indiana where they don't quite have the media coverage, you know, about these sort of things. Yeah. And the other thing, too, to keep in mind is also, uh, particularly with television coverage, uh, Republicans are all sort of running together right now. Yeah. Dan Elliott, Tara Klutz, uh, and Diego Morales. So it'll be interesting to see uh, when they're, when that commercial drops with them over at the state capitol building. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. 
Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kim Shabazz, program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. There was another debate this week. It was for the Marion County prosecutor, Cindy Carrasco, the Republican challenging Ryan Mears, the incumbent Democrat. You had a poll showing Mears way ahead. However, you cautioned and said that may that poll may have been slightly skewed towards the Democrats, so maybe he's not as far ahead as some people might think. Uh, the debate was on WRTV6 here in Indianapolis. What'd you think? Um, I thought uh, they thought they both did fine. I thought Cindy got a sort of a little slow out of the gate uh, because it was it was more it wasn't you didn't have that audience there that you could sort of feed off of yeah. and that sort of energy level because she did, she does very well when she got an audience sort of they can sort of feed off each other's energy and, and sort of back and forth. So it took her a little a little while to get out of the gate a little bit. Also, the, the lighting wasn't good for either one of them because it, it was it's it's a theater it's it's just a television thing. It's a theater auditorium. Lighting's always kind of bad. Got dark shadows around your eyes. Makes you look kind of menacing. That that was sort of for both of both Cindy and uh, for Ryan. I thought uh, Ryan, who's been in front of television cameras a lot, a lot, was relatively easy to deal with a lot of that. Um, I do think, however, that once again, the the issue is going to be what do people in those crime ridden neighborhoods neighborhoods think? That's going to be that's going to be the big issue. And if they're not happy with mirrors. That's why I think Cindy's got that Cindy's got that puncher's chance. Well, uh, Hammer and I were talking about this yesterday. Jason Hammer, the half of the Hammer and Nigel show, the afternoon show on WIBC. I don't think Cindy's done a great job of running what I call the trench warfare campaign. Greg Ballard, who was the last Republican really to win in Marion County, did a phenomenal job of running the trench warfare campaign, which is going places Republicans don't go and winning votes where Republicans don't win votes. And, you know, you've covered this race close that I have, so maybe you can speak to this, but it doesn't seem like she's really done that to the, certainly to the level like Greg Ballard did. Um, I would say to, to a certain degree, yes. I think she should have started out uh, a lot earlier uh, going in those, going to the, going to the, going to those places that Republicans usually don't go. I think she's doing it now. I don't. I don't think it's too late, but it's going to be. It's going to be right up to the edge. Did you poll on yourself in your poll? What do you mean with that poll? Like, did you ask, "Do you like Abdul? Would Abdul be a great whatever dog catcher or whatever?" I did that in the last one. Okay, so when are you going to let us know what you're doing? In the, in the last one, I was like, it actually had forty percent approval rating. In the, in the Is last... that good? That's yeah. below fifty. It's below fifty, but then again, I'm not. I'm a I'm a semi public person because uh, they're sort of media political people. Yeah, so a bunch of people like didn't have an opinion on you. Right, exactly. Oh, I have an opinion on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I, when I, are you going to let us know? Because everybody wants to know. I mean, you've been talking about this in the media other than here. So what are you going to let us know? What are you doing? Uh, I will let you folks know probably after the election to see how Cindy and Mira sort of breaks down. Ah, see, I like that that you are honest enough to say I want to see what somebody else does. Because if I'm going to get in this, I'm going to get it to win it. And if she gets beat by 30, then I'm probably not going to be able to win it. Because it's, 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 to make that decision, it's a lot of things. It's number one, A, can you raise the money, which I think we can do that. That's That shouldn't be too much of a problem, raising the money to actually run for the job. However, it's also, what do, what do, what do the lay of the demographics yeah. look like? And that's and that's a fair, uh, like you said, I really appreciate that. There's honesty saying if she loses by five points or wins or whatever, then you got a lot more potential customers than if she loses by 20, well, then it's pretty much just a Democrat city and county, and we're done here. Right. Uh, let's talk about the debate coming up. Oh, but real quick before we get to that, do you think she moved anyone? She being Cindy Carrasco, or is Ryan Mears still probably 10 to 15 points ahead, and that's likely the I way think it's going I think probably it's probably like five to seven points ahead. And, and is that the way you think it'll shake out? Probably. Because that's there's a lot of Democrats that are going to straight ticket vote. The Carson machine will get people out. You see, but, see, but, you, vote. You see but here's the thing about the Carson. The Carson machine ain't what it used to be. 
Uh, and I and I bring that up because uh, a woman by the name of Denise Paul Hatch, who was who ran for Center Township Constable, uh-huh. uh huh, she beat Andre's cousin. Oh, who was running for constable in the in the May primary. Oh, and Denise Paul Hatch's. Oh, how can I say this? Uh, interesting to say the <laughs> least. The woman had a marijuana leaf in her campaign literature. And she won? And she won. Because people support at least uh, legal me- medical marijuana, and most people support uh, recreational marijuana. That, and she beat she beat, she beat, the Carson machine. Uh, she did, and, and several, several other women beat the, beat the Carson machine as well. So it's not, it's not impossible, but you've got to be under the right set of circumstances. Rob Kendall, the Lukeem Shabazz program, State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. One more debate to get to. It's coming up. Uh, Sunday evening, the U.S. Senate debate. Look, I don't uh, care for Todd Young, as most people Sunday, know. Sunday, Sunday, Buy your tickets for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> and they're doing it Sunday, so that means they'll be up against Sunday Night Football, which means like three people will be watching. But it's not how many people are watching, it's that you're participating. And I'm going to give some credit to Todd Young. Unlike Diego Morales, he has agreed to do this, and he is showing up. What do we have to look forward to for the U.S. Senate debate between Young, uh, McDermott, the Democrat, and James Siniak, the Libertarian? Well, I think all three of them actually will be talking to the undecided voter. Yeah, I really do. I think that is the, I think that is the primary audience for for this debate. But it's a different type of undecided audience, more the MAGA undecided audience than the than the establishment undecided audiences. So that's kind of point number one. Point number two, uh, the, it won't be just the four issues. You know, voting. You know, securities and exchange, business licenses. Yeah. It's going to be all over all over the game. It's going to be talking about energy, inflation. You know, the, the abortion question. Um, also, I think, uh, and once again, the, the League of Women Voters, they do not, they, they, the questions come from the audience. Yeah. The questions are submitted, then they sort of pick the questions. That, that's how this works. So people say that, you know, this, this, this is a liberal debate. Like, no, it's not. It's the League of Friggin' Women. Well, and Young, the pressure's on Young, right? Because McDermott's going to come at him, Cineac's going to come at him, and they're going to come at him from different areas, different ways. So we'll see how good of a debater Todd Young is because, let's face it, Todd Young is still probably in the lead. As you said, the majority of undecideds, according to your poll, are conservative Republicans who rightfully have huge questions about Todd Young. So he's going to have to really figure out how to not be too ultra-conservative that he alienates a lot of your friends, the moderates, but yet there's a lot of conservative people who, because of Todd's voting record, especially on spending, do not like Todd Young. It's once again, it's the man on the tightrope between the world walks between the World Trade Centers. Yeah, are you surprised, McDermott? So Tom McDermott's a Democrat running against him. He's on TV, like his first ad is talking about abortion. Yep. Are, are you surprised about that, Indiana? You can say whatever you want. I mean, there there may be a majority of people who support first trimester abortion, but Indiana's not a pro-abortion state, and the Democrats talking about abortion. Doesn't exactly seem like a bold strategy. But Tom, well, Tom McDermott's talking to Tom McDermott's talking to those undecided Republican women, who are who are conservative, but they're also very pro-choice. So, so is the theory? Hey, your party's made it so I can't afford to buy food, but well, that abortion—that's the top of the ticket for me, buddy. Well, these well, these are middle middle upper middle class women is who who Todd who to Tom McDermott. My theory is who Tom McDermott is is reaching out to is like, hey, look, you know, you guys got enough issues, we know, with gas prices, inflation. Now you got these chuckleheads who want to come and take away your reproductive rights away from you, you know, blah 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 blah. That, that's why I think Tom McDermott's uh, primary audience is in his latest commercial ad. Is that the better approach, or is the better approach? Because I was thinking about this, but you know, if I'm Tom McDermott, 
I'm running an ad that says, hey, look, the world's, a, and I'm just making this up off the top of my head. Obviously, you got to do it in 30 seconds or a minute or whatever time you buy. But look, world's a screwed up place right now. People are bickering. They're fighting with each other. The, you know, both parties are to blame for this. And I'm going to go in there and be an independent voice for you. I've got a D next to my name, but I represent you. It should say I for Indiana. Let's work together <laughs> on areas we can get along. Let's go. You I'm know, German, I approve this message. Well, you know, I mean, wouldn't that like be the better approach for a red state? rather than abortion, 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 abortion. Well, I'm assuming that'll probably be something like in the second commercial. Ah. Are you surprised at how little money the Democrats, either national or state, have put behind these candidates? I mean, you've got a poll showing Destiny Wells. There have been two polls now showing Destiny Wells beating Diego Morales. So you've got a real chance for the first time forever to get a statewide office. And you got a poll that shows McDermott's within striking distance of Todd Young but it doesn't seem like the Democrats nationally or locally are in a hurry or any sort of sense of urgency to support these people financially. Uh, well, statewide, I know they are, but they're doing it, doing it a little bit of a, of a different way. Um, I do know, uh, for example, given like office space over, over Democratic Party, that we don't have to pay money, et cetera, et cetera, that sort of thing. Um, I do know that, uh, at least at the national level, the, the, the Democratic, the national committees, are looking at, they're looking at other places like Ohio, Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, to lesser degree, Florida, North Carolina, Indiana is not on their not on their radar screen. It, it just isn't because Indiana has always been sort of reliably, yeah, reliably red. Of course, in this environment, anything is possible. And anything can happen, and anything usually does. Because I said this about the the libertarians, where Jeff Moore, as we talked about earlier, probably the best on paper candidate the libertarians have ever run. This is probably the most important election they will have ever run because of the primary ballot implications if he gets the 10% and those seats on those county election boards and you have never had a time where people are more open to voting for libertarians after how well rainwater did there's still obviously tons of people who are mad at, at Holcomb and the Republicans and I thought you know if I'm the National Libertarian Party it's not like you got a slew of victories to throw up there or a slew of races you're ultra competitive in aren't you like here's a hundred grand please get across the 10% line I mean we could use you as a, a national model I mean I am amazed, Democrat, Republican, even Libertarian to some extent, that there's not more focus on Indiana. I would go find a billionaire marijuana guy. <clears throat> it's like, hey, can you give me $100,000 for my Libertarian candidate here? Protectors say we got a good shot of getting you know, major ballot access and major party status. That'll be the big story in the whole state. That's what I'd be doing. Uh, Rob Kendall, Abdul Kim Shabazz, the program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Let's close the program with this today because, you know, it is fascinating to me. You get it. I get it. The amount of hate that has come from the Diego people towards us. And this is a great learning opportunity for prospective candidates out there. And I keep saying this to people. Abdul is not to blame for Diego's problems. Rob Kendall is not to blame for Diego's problems. Diego is to blame for Diego's problems. And so often, and there are times where the media does terrible, awful things because they are just in the in the tank for a, you know, a Democrat or whatever. I am certainly not in the tank for a Democrat. I'm not voting for Destiny Wells. I'm not voting for Tom McDermott. The candidate, most of the time, is to blame for the candidate's problems. It's like I wrote in my most recent column, Lego there, Diego. Because <clears throat> that's what, because it was just all about the the people who were, it's one thing to be a, Repu be a strong Republican or a strong Democrat. I, I get that. I've been covering politics almost 30 years now. My thing is this, though. When you have a candidate that is just so flawed, yes, and has so many issues, why are you? Get, why would you get mad at the media for pointing those issues out? 
Now, particularly if the candidate doesn't have a good, if the candidate doesn't have a good explanation for it, you need to blame the candidate. But then again, I also said too that somebody should have spent ten grand before you get ran to convention and got all the stuff out there. And that way, they can like, hey, we know at least we know what's at least we know what's out the, in the political ether. We can respond to it. There's a famous Saturday Night Live skit where George Dana Carvey is doing George Bush, uh, John Lovitz is doing Michael Dukakis, and it's the 1988 presidential debate. I can't believe I'm losing to this yeah, guy. Yes, where Dana Carvey as George Bush goes on some meandering, incoherent, babbling nonsense, and they just cut to John Lovitz as Michael Dukakis, and he goes, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. Is that Holly Sullivan right now? Is she sitting there going... I totally ran the wrong campaign against this guy. I tried to be way too nice to this guy. I should have put all this stuff out there against this guy. I should have just ripped this dude apart because it doesn't seem like anybody vetted or challenged this guy on any sort of level, and he just waltzed into being the Republican nominee for Secretary of State. Well, they also uh, also played stack the deck too by getting people to run for delegates because they 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 had an or they had an organized campaign to get people to run for delegates. Uh, Diego went to every Lincoln Day, you know. Put on the rubber, put on the rubber gloves, and picked up the plate and helped serve food and all that other crap that people do with those damn things. Uh, but then again, at the end of the day, though, they're, they're, the delegates were mad at Eric Holcomb because of the pandemic, which is fine. But be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Hey, you're a national treasure. I know I tell you that every week, but we're so glad you're here with us. A national treasure that should be buried sometimes. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the program at Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul, at ATTYAbdul, and be sure to bookmark his website, IndiePolitics.org. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul Hakim Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.